Welcome to Be Lifted Up. Be Lifted Up with the Success Expert, award-winning financial educator, wealth expert, speaker, and author Alfred Edmund Jr. and your co-host, life coach and author D Marshall. It's Be Lifted Up. Be Lifted Up. It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. I am DC Marshall and I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. and today we're talking about the essential documents you need to transfer your assets. That's right, we're talking about estate planning, leaving an inheritance to future generations. That's right. New year, new you. It's time to get your house in order um, and make sure that you have an estate plan. If you didn't do it, uh, you know, before now, you're right on time. We're going to take care of everything. We've got an expert uh, coming up on the show, so we want you to stay with us. It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. You're listening to Be Lifted Up Radio. I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. And I am D.C. Marshall. And yes, we are talking about legacy estates, uh, leaving an inheritance for your children's children's children. And we have a perfect guest expert for the show um, to talk with us about that, to specifically talk today about wills. Wills as part of your estate, a part of leaving a legacy for future generations. Uh, please welcome to the show Elizabeth Williams Winfield, a partner at Simmons, Finney and with Winfield LLC. Hey, Elizabeth. Hi. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for having me. Listen, to, to start off, talk to me about um, the importance or talk to our audience about the importance of, of really thinking about things like wills and estates. And you know, obviously, this is a topic that people often struggle with. Uh, one of my, uh, my estate planning attorney tells me, you're going to leave a legacy whether you have a will or not. It's just a matter of whether it's a legacy of clarity or confusion. Um, so talk to me, to our audience in general, about the importance of taking this topic seriously when it comes to living an abundant life and leaving a legacy for future generations. Absolutely. So the importance, as you mentioned is in the beginning, is you are actually in the, in the driver's seat. You're in the driver's seat. If you're 14 years, in most states, 14 years old and older, of sound mind and of um, free of undue influence, to be in a position to say, upon my passing, upon my demise, this is what I want to happen to my legacy. Uh, you are, it, it's, it's that time when you can, you're, again, you're in the driver's seat. Often we have individuals who look at it as, you know, if I plan my will, then I'm going to die. Well, that's one thing that's for certain. We all are going to die. Right. Just will like or no said, will. It's all about planning. Right. It's all about planning and, uh, again, making sure that your legacy goes the way you would like it to go. And it's a piece of paper, it's a document. It's that document that um, details your assets. Often I hear, well, I don't have enough assets to put on paper. Well, yes you do. If you have a bank account with a dollar in it or a million dollars in it, again, you wanna be in the driver's seat to say upon my passing, who, who should get it or who should not get it. Yeah, I, I tell people that you, debts don't go away when you die either. <laughs> so tax, tax obligations don't go away when you die. So having ways to account for that should, you know, when you pass is also very important. 
Yeah. And, you know, and I want to jump in here to say, so we started off with the importance, but can, let's just break this down. So what's the difference between the a will, uh, a power of attorney, a health and a health care directive? Can you just break that down for us so we understand? And then also, I'm curious to, to know um, what the significance of 14 years old. I, I'm, I'm assuming that maybe that's the age, but can you just talk a little bit about that? Okay, and again, speaking in, in um, generalities, because each state will have its own law, yes. but there is something called the Uniform Probate Code. And with the Uniform Probate Code, it's, it's trying to allow states to mirror each other with laws. And the age of 14, that's, uh, at the age of 14, that's, although a child is not emancipated at that age, they are allowed to create a will. And, um, and that's really about the only thing they can do legally at the age of 14. Uh, who came up with that age? I cannot uh, specifically speak to that at, that mo- at this moment, but it is, um, you know, the, the law that at age, anyone age 14 of sound mind and free of undue influence can create a will. They can also create a power of attorney. Power of attorney, um, unlike a, um, a will, a will comes to life when a person dies. Your death breathes life into a will. Power of attorney, healthcare directive becomes alive the minute you sign it and date it and give it an effective date. That effective date can be today, which means that as power of attorney, you have a principal and an agent. That principal is saying, I want this agent to be able to transact business on my behalf today or at a date certain, okay? Mm -hmm. With the healthcare, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, that's good. And I think what we can do, what I'd love to do before you go forward, um, we're going to put a pause button, uh, hit the pause button right there and we'll come back. And I also want to talk about how important it is um, your choice of agents. So stay right there. It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. It's Be Lifted Up, and we're social. Catch us at Be Lifted Up Radio or BeLiftedUpRadio.com. It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. Listen, we are talking about a fun topic, fun topic today. Um, No, actually, I think a lot of people are nervous about this conversation. Whenever you talk about a will, a power of attorney or a health directive, people get nervous, right? Because it tends to come with the assumption that somebody's dying. Well, guess what? We are at at some some point, point, right? We are all going to leave here. Now, we don't want to go now. We're living in the, the abundant life, right? Right, Alfred? Absolutely. We're living an abundant life. We want to we want to play full out, live full out until the end. We do, but we want to plan for the end. We want to plan for the end. Which, again, if you're a person of faith, it's not the end, it's a transition. Oh, come on, Bishop. So, so here I always say here that you it's go. not the end. Uh, but, but since you'll be transitioning ahead of other people often, you mm-hmm. want to make preparations for that transition. That's so right. So when we, when we you know, went on break, we started talking about um, power of attorney and health care directive, and, and we're going to talk some more about that. But Dee was asking about the importance of kind of choosing the right agent and the right representative 
um, when you when you're um, in, enacting some of this these plans and these policies and these pieces of paper that's designed to lay out your legacy. So t- talk about the importance of choosing the right people and how how you go about doing that, Elizabeth. Absolutely. So when we're talking about selecting an agent, we want to make sure that we select an agent that we trust. That trust word is so important because when it comes to, let's say, your power of attorney, this agent will have the authority to do any and everything you can do, meaning going into your bank account, uh, sell real property, uh, making transactions as far as your investments are concerned, just as the agent for your health care directive who will have the ability to walk into a doctor's office and discuss your health with that doctor. This power of attorney, now again, we can limit it, we can make it as limited as we would like, or we can make it as broad as we as we would like. But the important the important point is that you want to select someone that you trust. I can give you dozens of stories, if not hundreds of stories, of um, individuals who did not select the right agent and um, and it didn't turn out well for them. And you're talking about to protect your finances and in many cases to protect your health. Exactly. That's it. That's it. That's it. So listen, we're going to take another break and when we get back, we're going to talk more, um, have a more focused conversation about the will and things like trust, guardianship, you know, minor children. Um, Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Be Lifted Up Radio, your guide to living an abundant life. It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. And we're back. It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. And we're talking about living an abundant life and leaving I think in some way, shape, or form, it's, you know, leaving an abundant life. Because yeah, exactly. leaving, right, leaving an abundant life, in my mind, um, would be leaving in a responsible way. Does that make sense, Alfred? Yes, and, a, and a leaving, a, a, an abundant life is multi-generational. So you're talking about, even as you make your transition, abundant living shouldn't stop for your heirs and, and those who follow behind you, who are part of your bloodline, who are part of the community that you care about, the church you care about. So abundant life should not end with your transition and, and taking care of your estate planning. And, and in, this, in this particular conversation, your will is a very, very important part of that. Mm-hmm. So so Elizabeth, talk about some of the components of a will. And, and the, you know, the two things that I'm always um, very interested in in this conversation is the option of setting up a trust and take into account um, things like guardianship of your children, um, which which is a, another decision you want to make while you're in the driver's seat, as opposed to kind of leaving it up, out out in, um, um, for someone else to make that decision. Yes. So, as far as the will is concerned, a will must be writing, signed and dated, and witnessed by two competent witnesses. In most states, even an oral will is valid. And oral, just as long as it's witnessed and um, and transcribed within thirty days. Hmm. I didn't those know that. are really the components. Yes, those are the components of, of a will. A holographic will, which is a will that's just written down on a sheet of paper, um, not witnessed, that may not even be signed or dated. Most states will not accept that. But um, an oral will is, is, is one that, um, that is accepted in most states. 
Now, as for, um, it, it really, that's it. That's all we need to have a valid will. A will does not have to be notarized, but wow. most states have what's called a self-proving. And that self-proving is, a, is just another uh, document on the back of your will that says that you're of sound mind, you are, um, are, are, are uh, free of undue influence, and there are two witnesses there. So you sign your, sign your will, and that's called a self-proving affidavit. That has to be notarized. But within this will, let's say you have small children. Let's say you have someone that's disabled in your family. You can leave what's called a testamentary trust, and that's a part of your will. And that that is something that I definitely recommend to my clients that come to me who have those two or one of those two situations. Um, right. As for guardianship, the guardian that's that is also allowing you to say who you would like to take care of your child or disabled child. Um, in the event of your untimely death. And that, too, is a part of the will. Yeah, see, those, these are very, very important things that need to be covered um, when we talk about leaving a legacy. So listen, hold tight. Um, we'll be back with more of Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. Alfred, were you thinking, I, I could see the wheels spinning when she said that you don't need to have your will notarized. Were you no, thinking what, what I'm was, thinking? So I, you've got billions of dollars, millions and billions, dollars in assets, liquid and all. And so at the, on your, on your deathbed, you say, I want X, Y, Z to have everything. No witnesses. How's that happen? No, you got to have witnesses. No, I no, think no, she's... No, no, You have to have witnesses. Yeah, yeah. You have to have yeah. witnesses. Well, have my wheels turning was the part that you can deliver it orally, and as long as it's transcribed by somebody in 30 days, and it does, but it doesn't have to be witnessed, it still counts. I didn't know that. I thought it had to be... Everybody had to be watching you type it up on right. paper and signing it and all of that. So no. that, that was news, no. news to me. But, but in the time that we have left, um, Elizabeth, and thank you so much for sharing your expertise with our audience, um, talk about what all of this might cost. I mean, people often are concerned, one, that, like you said earlier, that first of all, they don't have anything to leave in the will, which of course is not true. But more importantly, they say, well, you know, um, you know, it's an attorney and, and what is it? What, what should an average person reasonably expect um, when they're trying to deal with um, the expense of putting this together and why is it worth every penny? And, and I know it varies from state to state and from family to family and from person to person, but what should people be thinking about when they when they consider the cost of, of putting something like this together? And that's definitely going to vary. Um, okay, okay. And there's something that's called, you know, the legal insurance. You have different companies who um, allow insurance, I mean, as a benefit for their employers to, employees rather, to um, go to attorneys, because I'm a part of one. And so, oh, so, so let me make sure cost, So this is something that possibly you're, mm-hmm. uh, can be an employee benefit to, to, get, to get help putting this together? If, there's an, if, if that particular employer offers this insurance, it's a, it's a um, benefit. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the names. I know AROG is one. 
oh my goodness gracious, I'm going to have to research the other day. But there are various companies, Legal Shield. So, but, but I mean, I think the bottom line is that it's worth going to your HR department and, and asking what, what what kind of possible assistance you can get. For legal, right, exactly. And what if I pay out of pocket? Right. Paying out of pocket, again, it's going to vary, but it can be as low as maybe $700 for a complete um, estate planning kit to thousands of dollars. My office generally is anywhere between maybe $750 and $1,500. Um, yeah, but I think one of the points that, 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 I, that I hope that you, you can make as an expert, but I try to make to the people I talk to, is that you got to look at the cost of doing it compared to what's at stake cost-wise as well as emotionally if you don't have a will. Um, and, and, and I've seen families torn apart. I've seen it cost a lot more um, after the fact. Uh, both in, in terms of in litigation and, t- and taxes mm-hmm. and other things. So, so what w- what are the things that you think people need to consider in terms of the cost of not doing a will or not taking care of these issues? I mean, w- right. Well, the main the main thing is litigation, and anytime you mention litigation, now we're talking about you know two parties going against each other, and it's you, know, you have two family members, and now the family is divided. Uh, and, and the cost of litigation, and generally the the, the cost of, of litigation can start out, you know, ten thousand and greater. And even if the um, family, let's say the family doesn't have the uh, the ten thousand dollars, but the estate is worth twenty thousand, that attorney is going to get half. Yeah, I, I've yeah. seen cases where so, people actually, mm-hmm. through fighting over the estate, actually eat up the estate so that by the time they finish fighting and paying these fees, there's nothing left to fight over. Happens all the time. That sounds all like right. a perfect yeah. note to end it on. I know. There you have so it. You want to be responsible for your resources for the rest of your life on this earth. And, and you're not really doing that if you're going to take care of your estate plan. Listen, uh, Elizabeth, thank you so much for sharing your expertise on the show. Well, thank you. It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. It's Be Lifted Up. Be Lifted Up. You've been listening to Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life. And we've been talking about the importance of leaving a legacy for your future generations. Um, We had a great guest talking about wills. Elizabeth Williams Winfield, partner of Simmons, Finney and Winfield, LLC. Listen, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Be Lifted Up Radio. That's the letter B, Lifted Up Radio. D, tell them something. Proverbs 16, 9. The heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Plan, people. Until next time, it's D.C. Marshall and Alfred Edmund Jr. God bless you. It's Be Lifted Up, your guide to living an abundant life.